Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, it's your girl Candice Rice, a.k.a. Pimp Fry Rice from MTV's Floor Bama Shore, and I am on Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Hello, hello, hello. It's Corey Hollywood from the Kitchen Guru Catering Company, also from Paul and Rafer's Disco, and I'm hanging with my girl, Double E Ina Esco, on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast, powered by We Are Memphis. This is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. I am your host, your double E, Ina Esco. Let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Today I have with me the founder of Jeff Bow Enterprises, LLC. I'm talking about Mr. Michael Jefferson. Hello there. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's good. Yeah. So, Michael, you know, um, I know that you have this huge event coming up that I will be a part of the hair and makeup industry mixer. Let's start right there. Tell me about this event. Okay. So, um, are you familiar with the city of Memphis getting the film studios? I think you hit me on okay, to that. Okay. So, the film studios is coming to Memphis. It's a black-owned project that's going to be in Whitehaven, um, a $500 million project that my company didn't see was would be a good idea for that company, for that project to come to the city of Memphis and the hair industry not be aware of it because that's potentially opening up new doors for new ways into the industry or in, into another industry and, and in regards to doing hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him and I asked him, well, when you bring that to the city, are you going to outsource Hair and makeup, meaning are you going to deal with people out of the city or are you going to deal with locals? Um, we came up with an idea. He couldn't guarantee how production companies were going to act when they come to the city to do to shoot a movie, but I did want him to be able to put us on on notice too, put us on notice and put and make them aware of who, who we are and what we're able to bring to the table. So I asked him if I could put on a show. If I put on a show, would he come out and support, you know, introduce himself, and he, he he agreed to do that. He agreed to be with me in VIP. So I got to work. Didn't really know what I was going to do after he told me, yeah, but I got to work. I started making some calls. And one thing just led into another, and it just spiraled all the way up into a, a huge production coming in next week. Yes, it's coming next week. We're going to get more into it. But, Michael, let's start at the beginning because I know that you are not originally from Memphis. Where right. are you originally from? I'm originally from Greenville, Mississippi. Okay, so you consider yourself a country boy. I'm definitely a country boy. I'm the country okay. boy that loves to cook. That loves to cook? What yeah. you cooking over there? I cook anything. My wife will tell you 
I'm the best cook in the house. I believe it because I yeah. got me a country boy from yeah. Batesville, Mississippi, yeah. and and that's one of the things that sealed the deal. Yeah, okay. Of so let's talk about you growing up in Greenville, Mississippi. What was uh, the young Michael into back in Greenville? Uh, well, I was into a whole lot of things. Um, growing up initially with my dad and my stepmom, I was in the church. Um, my dad, mom. My grandmother, she sung, she played piano, she had me doing all those things. Um, so you're musically inclined? I'm very musically inclined. So you can sing and play? I, I plead the fifth. Let's <laughs> go, Michael. Okay, so okay. I, um, when my grandmother passed, you know, I kind of gravitated more to the people I hung around in the neighborhood and didn't really have that kind of that structure that I, I needed growing up because she passed when I was real young. Uh, strangely enough, she passed playing the piano at church. Wow. So um, when she did, when she passed, I just started getting in a lot of trouble. Um, I started, you know, tr- calling myself wanting to sell drugs and rob, do whatever it takes to get money, uh, and it led me into to a life of crime that you know took me away from my family for a while. And this was all in Greenville. This was all in Greenville. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you're sitting here with me today, so I know you have a testimony. Well, I say I can say I don't look like what I've been through. Okay. I can honestly say that, and and I don't feel like what I've been through mm-hmm. because I know who I serve, and mm-hmm. I know what he's able to clean up. Amen. And he, and he did just that. Yes, and he will do yeah. it, and he will do it. So what brought you from Greenville to Memphis? Um, My wife, mm-hmm. okay, she, she is from Greenville herself. And I tell this story, and she don't even believe it, but I tell this story all the time. We worked our first job together mm-hmm. at 15 years old. She, I flipped chicken at Popeye's, mm-hmm. and she was at the register. She never even noticed me. Mm-hmm. But over the years, we probably worked together about two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I never forgot her name. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a unique name, so it's kind of hard to forget anyway. But when I met her again... 15, maybe 20 years later, she was already living here in Memphis. And, you know, I wanted to be where she was at. So mm. I came up here. All right. Look, a, a woman will do that. Yeah. <laughs> a woman will bring you right on where she at. Yep, she'll change you. Wow. So tell me about Jeff Bo Enterprises, LLC, and how it all began. Okay. Well, um, you know, I was recently telling you that I, w- I moved to Vegas. Mm-hmm. On, my, on my way to Vegas, my wife left first to go and get established on a job. Um, I was left home to sell the house, sell the furniture. And one day, God, I felt like God was telling me, you need to start an LLC. That was in 2018. I started the LLC not really knowing what I wanted to call it or what I really wanted to do as far as what industry I wanted to be in, even though I'm in the hair industry. So Jeff Bow is a combination of my last name, and my wife's last name. Her last name is Bowman. Her, her maiden last name is Bowley. So I just said, well, I'm just going to combine our two names because whatever I do, I want her to be a part of it. I want her to benefit from it just as much as I do. So, and that was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Moved to Vegas, had a hard time finding uh, a barbershop that I wanted to work in on a consistent basis, even though I did, you know, hang out and work with Floyd Mayweather's personal barber. But, we didn't stay in Vegas long enough for me to get established. <clears throat> about six months at the most, we were back in Memphis 
realizing that was too fast. Um, so we're back in Memphis. I got this LLC. Still don't have time to do anything with it. I needed money right now. I just So I went back to work in a barbershop, and God kept telling me, you got to do something with the LLC. So I started another business, and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with my LLC. It was Barber Concierge. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with that, but I know that being inside of the barbershop wasn't enough for me. So I wanted to be able to go into nursing homes or go to people's homes and be able to service them where they can't come to the barbershop or where they're just too busy to sit in the barbershop all day. So That's a good idea. I got pushed out of the barbershop that I was in because of what I was doing on the side. Hmm. Barber called me. The owner called me one day. He was like, hey, you're never here. When you're here, you're not really, you know, talkative. You're all in your own zone. Hmm. And... Apparently, that was enough to make everybody in the barbershop uncomfortable. And in the process, it was making me uncomfortable leaving. But I felt like God was pushing me out of my comfort zone anyway. I don't like it. So when I when I left there, I went into another barbershop, which was like twenty about five minutes away from that one. But the pandemic hit shortly after that, and all the barbershops had to close. Right. Now here I am with Jeff Bo Enterprises and with Barber Concierge, and I got clients calling me that I can't get to because I can't get in the barbershop. Mm. So during the pandemic, I started loading up my car, mm-hmm. going to people's houses, getting out of the car, going inside their houses, cutting the hair, getting back in. And I just I just got tired of that all of a sudden. But I'm like, it's just too much going back and forth. Mm. If I can just take the whole barbershop to them where I don't have to pack my stuff up out of it and go in and come out and clean up after myself and all that, I can just have them come out curbside, get what they need done on their time. And then I got, I made it so convenient for them. I made it, I made it with Wi-Fi accessible. Mm. If they had a, if they was on a Zoom call, they would still be able to take their calls. Or if the kids were, you know, back then, kids were, you know, at home doing homeschooling, the kids could be out there on their laptops while they're getting their haircuts. I made it really convenient for them. And it just, it just took a a whole nother turn for me to the point now that I just sat down with, two business partners over the last couple of days. And our goal is by the end of this year to have five more of those vans running around the city of Memphis. And the platform that we're using is, uh, it's it's got the potential to take us across country. So how did you come up with that idea? And have you seen it before? And you probably built on it? The crazy thing is during that time I was away, during the time I was away, when I got in trouble and God sat me down, I drew it mm. in prison. No lie. I drew I drew my plan in prison. And then when I came home, I was telling my dad, I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. I know I can't do it in Greenville because Greenville is not going to be receptive. It's, it's just too small for Greenville. I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And my dad was so protective of me because he had just lost me for a while. Mm. And my dad, that's my guy. So he was like, nah, I don't think you need to go up there. That's too fast for you. You're going to, I don't want you, yeah, I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want, I mean, because, hey, I was a knucklehead. I mean, be truthful, you know. And it took, it even coming home, it still took a lot of convincing my folks that, hey, what you see now is really what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, God set me down for a reason. And I'm okay with being set down if I learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, we just 
I just came up here with that idea, and I called State Board. They were like, hey, for a while they wouldn't let me do it because it was not something that you could monitor on a regular basis like a regular barbershop. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I called one day, and they was like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and let you do it. Right. They told me what I needed to do to get it done. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm one or two people on, in the city that only know that what's, what's going on and how to do it. Wow. Well, you know, when, when people have a great business idea, it's going to be some people coming right behind right. you trying See to duplicate. Thing, yeah, but my my goal is I'm always – the reason I like the, the, the life of crime, excuse me, the reason I like the life of crime is because I was able to get money. Mm-hmm. I was able to live a lavish lifestyle. That lavish lifestyle, God never took that taste bud away from me. Mm-hmm. He just gave me a different means of getting it. So everything that I do is upper echelon. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a production. If I show you the inside of my van, you would not believe that I got hardwood floors. Dang. You wouldn't believe I have a fireplace. What? You wouldn't believe I have a wine cooler in there. You wouldn't believe all of that was able to fit inside of a van. And now it's able to fit in. Now I got the same concept to patent it and trademark it and putting them in a lot of vans. Come on. Come on, Michael. I love it. I love it. Wow. So you're going to expand at this point. Yep. Wow. And, and it sounds like that you have partnered up with a lot of movers and shakers yeah. in the city of Memphis. Yeah, I got one in particular. She has a online Barber and Cosmetology Apprenticeship School, where her platform is not just in Memphis. It is nationwide because she's funded by the federal government. Mm-hmm. And we're using that platform to to market because I'm I'm now on the board of directors. I'm actually an executive director of that school, and I'm also um, an educator there. So mm-hmm. when I teach, I teach from inside of my van. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know what was crazy? My Growing up, my mom was a beautician. Mm. And I remember going to the beauty shop with her. I remember her having to work with a bunch of women. Not always the nicest women, right. too. Right. So I can see how you wanted to go ahead and branch out and do your own right. thing. See, the thing is, the competition in a barbershop is just too much. Mm. You know, you got people that's coming in the door, just regular walk-ins that just want to get sit down and get service. And you got other barbers that's doing nothing but can't get to him because somebody else has taken claim on him when I'm he walks in the say, door. How do, how do they choose? They say, hey, no, nah, there's somebody I've dealt with before. I'm going I'm to I'm cut him again. You know, instead of saying, hey, you ain't got nothing going on, you can do it. So wow. I just built this. I built myself a pla- uh, an, an industry, a niche, where I have no competition. Right. So I can set my prices where I want. I have nobody coming back to lowball me or mm-hmm. tell me, hey, man, it's not worth all that. No, it's worth all that. Yeah, because they're really paying for some convenience yeah, yeah. on top of the service you're right. providing. And on top of the, the, uh, the amenities that I give when you come in, you know, um, you, get, you get the drink. Okay. You get the drink. You and got the bar. Right. You get the drink. <laughs> you uh, you got TV. You got – it's a one-on-one time, whereas, you don't, you, you know, some people are very busy, busy professionals that – don't want a lot of conversation in the barbershop. They just want to sit there and be quiet and get it done and get over. Some, they want to watch the news. So I'm I'm able to give that person what they want to watch instead of one person want to watch something different than the other person want to watch. I'm able to cater to that particular person for 35, 45, maybe an hour, and you're going on about the rest of your day. You have not lost a minute of your day. 
Wow, amazing. Okay, so let's go back to the hair and makeup industry mixer. This is an event that is coming up actually next weekend on the 25th, correct? Mm -hmm. So tell me about all the people that you have involved and how is the flow of the event? What can people expect? Okay, Um, starting at 9 a.m., the doors will open. Um, We will have educational classes, uh, makeup artist class, um, hairstylist, barber, um, the people that we have lined up to teach are very Instagram popular mm-hmm. from in their own particular areas. Like the barber I have, he has like 41,000 followers. The makeup artist, I, she may have 35,000. We, we initially, we intentionally found people that had a huge following that people really wanted to see in person anyway. Mm-hmm. So we have those people on deck. We have um, yourself hosting. Um, we have fashion show that's that's um expected to take place between the last part of the day right before the mixer uh, and the fashion show piece not only will it be clothing it's hair it's right? hair and clothing makeup okay. everything okay yeah. gotcha, gotcha yeah um we have this guy i don't know if you know him, his name zebo zachary mm-hmm. morrow so he's actually going to put on a fashion show he's actually designing something that i'm going to wear that night okay so uh yeah it's going to be a, a huge production i mean it's we took time and dealt with a lot of small details mm-hmm. to the point where if we needed to do it again, which we are going to do it again in April, we have the Grizzlies um, who agreed to be our top sponsor in April. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do it in, the, in a bigger uh, space, hopefully at the Cook Adventure Center or at the Renaissance Center. Yes, because it sounds like what you're doing, I think uh, they do some of this in Atlanta already, yeah. right? Brunner Brothers. Bronner Brothers, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm taking a page out of Bronner Brothers' book. I'm also knowing that Bronner Brothers is a huge example for anybody to, or a huge leap act for anybody to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely don't want to try to take any of their spotlight because that's just impossible. Mm-hmm. But I want to learn from them and be able to bring the same atmosphere to Memphis because what Memphis is getting ready to do, we need a lot of stuff going on here. We need to... Wake the city up. We got Kojic coming back in November. Yes, we I got, heard about that. Yeah, and, big business. and I just heard on the news the other day that the tourism industry in Memphis last year was a, over a billion dollars or yes. something like that. Yeah, we just need some stuff going on here. It's a lot of people that are moving to the city of right. Memphis. Now, right. the people that's inside of the city, right. they don't know what's going on. Right. They need to get here. Right, and the reason the people are moving here is because they know. They know. They know, and we don't know. And that's what this show is about, is to put the city on notice, hey, you're going to get slept on if you don't know what's going on. That's true. That's true. Well, Mr. Jefferson, I have truly enjoyed you on the show. Um, I know you represent my good friends over there at Phi Beta Sigma yes. Fraternity Incorporated. Let me tell you something about them Sigmas. <laughs> they book me every year for several events, and they are the most professional fraternity that I have ever worked with. That's you good understand to know. me? That's good enough. Good people. Good people. Good so I, I, you're a part of a, an exceptional organization and i can't wait to work with you at the hair and industry mixer on the 25th exactly i can't wait yes yes so let everybody with the verbally effective audience know how they can continue to follow your journey um you can follow me on instagram at jeff bow ent that's j-e-f-f-b-o-w-e-n-t you can also follow me on facebook at jeff bow enterprises llc um Anything you, any kind of questions you have, you can catch us uh, on social media at all times. We're in the DM. We're answering messages as soon as they come through. Uh, I just want the, I just want the city to be on notice that what's, what's about to happen here, we need to be a part of. 
we need to be a part of it because it's our city. That's true. That's true. We got to reclaim our city over that's here it. in Memphis. Son. It's been that's a lot it. going on, it. but it's a lot of good that's, it. that's happening right now. So I want to thank you, Michael, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast you. with Jeff Bo Enterprises, LLC. Make sure you guys follow him. Stay in tune to what he has going on. Make sure that you actually go to the event, the hair and makeup industry mixer on September 25th. And thank you again for uh, listening and subscribing to the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'll see you guys next week.